Hey, man, it's January now, so you know what we got going on? Yeah, a new year and a new taco of the month from Ricochet Tacos. Yeah, and it's called Skeeter Was an Innovator. Do you know who Skeeter is? He's from Doug, right? Yeah, Mosquito Valentine, Doug Funny's best friend. You hear the song? I do hear the song. I remember listening to that with the boys. Another reason I'm psyched is for the taco itself. It's Galbi red curry steak, avocado, Napa cabbage pico, caramelized peppers and onions, queso americana, Moon Palace special sauce, rye crumbles, all wrapped up in a scallion crepe. Yum. Scallion crepe? Yeah, crazy, right? What is Galbi? It's like a Korean barbecue flavor type of situation. Oh, that's up your alley. Absolutely. And the rye crumbles. And rye crumbles. I'm very, very excited for this taco. I bet you are. The Skeeter was an innovator, is available all month long at both Ricochet locations. This is Tasty 219, powered by Local 219. The Northwest Indiana Food Podcast. Everything you hear on this podcast is just our opinions. We are just two guys talking about food. Enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. This is Tasty 219, Season 5, Episode 5. Four, five. I believe it's 5. Okay, well, it's one of them. <laughs> anyway, what's up, man? How are you? Happy New Year to you. Thank you. Hope everything went well and your New Year's starting off wonderful. Cool. Thank you. You S- too. Same to our listeners. Yeah. We are recording today at one of our favorite places, the Steam Whistle Coffee Roasters in Crown Point, Indiana. Yes, we are. Just for fun. In their Something com- to do. In their conference room. Yep. Mm-hmm. And enjoying some libations. Good one. (laughs) (laughs) And you want to tell us, uh, we're pre-podcasting today with coffee because we're doing this in the morning instead of the evening. And sandwiches. And sandwiches, yeah. Uh, Tell us what you have. Cold brew. Black cold brew. A black cold brew that you like here. Standard for me. It's my my thing. What do you Uh, got? In the spirit of the season between Christmas and New Year's, uh, I got an eggnog latte iced. Is it good? It's very good. Mm. That's disgusting. I've had eggnog lattes before, and they haven't been um, this good. Uh, it's nice and thick, like you like eggnog. It's oh. got the eggnog flavor and a hint of the coffee in the background. Plenty of ice in my cup. I'm happy. Cool, man. That's good. Eggnog is gross, <laughs> but I'm happy for you. I'm glad you're enjoying that. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Enjoying the room again? Yep. As always. I like this room. So today's feature... Restaurant um, is Maine and Lincoln Yep, in Valparaiso, Indiana. They're located at 210 East Lincoln Way on Valparaiso's main drag through uh-huh. town. They are open Tuesday through Saturday, 4 to 10 p.m. They're closed Sundays and Mondays. You can find them on the web at maineandlincoln.com. Correct. So what was your first impression? It's very pretty in there. I love how it looks in there. A lot. Yeah. Do you want to go into detail about that? I was kind of. Oh, God. Jeez. <laughs> um, brick walls, like exposed brick wall, the old, like, 
ornate tile ceiling. I know there's a name for that, probably. Yeah, I, I always assume that they're copper or metal when okay. I see that ornate ceiling like that. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It could have been something else. Uh, but it was definitely painted over. Theirs was white. Yeah. White. There was a lot of Christmas decorations, but it was very tasteful and subtle. And you didn't realize how much there was unless you really looked because it wasn't ag- like aggressively cheery. If yeah. that's a, the terminology I want to use, I don't know. It's probably stupid sounding. Yeah. But yeah, it was uh, cool. One of the things that hit me right away was the lighting in there. Yeah. It was all uniform mm-hmm. uh, in, in the different locations. Uh, a lot of that, uh, we call them Edison light, yeah. but it was that like soft antique white glow instead mm-hmm. of the harsh white lights. You know, yeah. it was very, very nice. Um, the lighting is warm for sure. Yeah, exactly. That's a good way to put it. Um, it was a great view of Lincoln Way from the front window and those tables. Sure. Um, I noticed that they had the old hardwood, like blonde, unfinished hardwood floors. Yep. Uh, I also noted the exposed brick walls on both the east and the west sides. Um, they also had old hardwood tables and doors. Lots of iron piping throughout. Mm-hmm. Um, they also had white white ceramic tile both on the bar front, uh, which was up front. Uh, it was an L-shaped bar, seated about 10 to 12 people, I'd say. And also that white tile was in the bathrooms. Yes. Bathroom was very nice, actually. The bathroom was nice and clean. I appreciated that as well. Um yeah, and that that's about all of my first impressions that I had. The music was very nice. Mm-hmm. It was um, loud enough where you could hear it, but not enough to invade on your conversation, I thought. Correct. And it, it was like a, a mix of a lot of like just mellow 90s rock, which I'm very into, so I didn't care. It was awesome. I also like you can see almost the entire back of house, and I think that's awesome. Because uh, their kitchen is really cool. Yeah, I brought that up in other notes. Uh, I'll bring that up, too, since you brought it up. The kitchen was open, and you could view the entire kitchen from both the bar and the dining room. I'm going to say this. Typically, I don't like that. I don't want to see how my food's being made. However, I did see a couple bright spots since we could see it. Um, the the cook or the chef, what whatever you want to call that person, uh, kept grabbing spoons and tasting the things that he was making. Mm-hmm. So that that was really neat for me to see. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because you always hear that every good cook tastes their work, and I've never seen that before. So that was pleasant to see. And uh, the, the level of professionalism in the appearance of the back of house staff was high they, they just looked like a well-oiled kitchen staff it was very cool yeah yeah um i also appreciated there was another um assistant chef i'd say uh that was in charge of the salads and the desserts and she was working her tail off back there as well so yeah it was nice to see them in the white aprons and uh i think a couple of them had hats on maybe i can't quite remember but um, you could tell that I think they were... a lot of them were just wearing like regular hats, but a couple of them had 
black and white chef's coat on. Yeah. Which was cool to see. It was cool to see. Um, what's next? Uh, I want to bring up that um, the chef and owner, his name is George Jurovic, and he attended Paris's Le Cordon Bleu cooking school. So that's pretty impressive to me. See, I'm pretty sure the one in America, the whole like run of them is gone now. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I went there. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, he attended um, there, and then he came back to Chicago to uh, hone his craft, and then he came back to his hometown of Valparaiso and opened up Maine and Lincoln in 2014, which surprised me that that was there for that long because I always consider that a newer restaurant in Valpo. Well, sure, but so, you're, you've been in Valpo for such a long time. Yeah, true. I was born and, born and raised in Valpo, so... Okay, so then we move on to our server and service. Yes. And we had a server named Amy. Yes. She was also the host when we got there, too. So yeah. So she had a lot on her plate. Yeah, she was double duty. Uh, let's talk about the hostess stand, too. It was an antique piece of furniture. It's super cool. And then um, the area where they put in the orders and uh, printed out the checks was also like an old dresser or or something of that sort i didn't even notice that yeah so it, it got, went into that antique old world school vibe mm-hmm. it, it was really interesting place it was it, it screamed older established but yet somehow they made it modern and current does that make sense yeah absolutely <laughs> so yeah that's how, how i felt about it i get really nitpicky about the build-outs and aesthetics of the insides of restaurants on this show. Yeah. I couldn't find a single thing yeah. to bitch about. I couldn't. It was yeah. beautiful. It, it was it was pretty. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it very much. So, talking about the server and service. Yes. Um, she was very nice. She was very kind. Um, oh, what are the words I want to use? Like, she, she wasn't like funny or goofy well actually towards the end she kind of was it was a good time um she was prompt she was just a really good server like all the stuff you're supposed to do you know yeah she was very mild mannered um there we go damn it why couldn't i very (laughs) soft-spoken um efficient yes uh if she didn't know something, she didn't spout off and say something she didn't know. She went back to the bar right. or the kitchen to find out. Yes. She uh, did that a which, couple times. Which I appreciate that so much. Um, you know, rather than just like bullshitting you some answer that she thinks might be the case. I yeah. think that's cool. Yeah. And when you pulled your famous, I don't care, surprise me, on beers, she came back the first time with a IPA. It was by Greenbush. It was a Greenbush Imperial IPA. And it was awesome. Yeah. And then when you said, bring me another one, she brought you a sour and she goes, do you know what I like to do with them? And she said she likes to mix them. And I was like, what? That's And she brought you a little more of the Imperial IPA so you could try that. So that was nice. She goes, yeah, try this because we just talked about it. And it was awesome, by the way. Um, It was a Greenbush Imperial IPA called something. And uh, shoot, I don't even... uh, some urban artifact fruited sour mixed yeah. them together and it was almost exactly what you think it's going to be <laughs> but it was sick i really 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 liked it yeah. so uh if you're 
a server and you like to mix beer together, tell people about it because it's fun. People are psyched. Or maybe I'm the weirdo who was like, yeah, that's cool. I want to do that. That's probably I think it. it was a little bit of both, actually. Okay. But it was nice that, you know, she gave us her um, experience on how she came across that yeah. in her previous job. And, um, yeah, we got to learn a little bit about her, and it was nice. She was a really cool server. She uh, she made the experience really, really nice. Um, she had super cool classes. Um, dark hair, like the, the bangs haircut and tattoos she was like just a punk rock girl but she was very cool very nice um i'm assuming we probably had a decent amount in common actually but yeah she was cool yeah i i agree uh, and then we move on to the drink section yes i need to pull my and my uh i'll talk about mine first then um i got the stone fruit margarita um okay I noticed that both of our drinks didn't have garnishes on them. Your whole side of your glass was covered in sugar. Well, it was salt, for one. Oh, oh okay. Um, yeah. Instead of it being rimmed in salt, they did some type of wash down the side and had mm-hmm. the, the salt coming down the side of it. Yes. So that, that was uh, really nice. Um, something different. I thought, uh, I thought it was small. For the price that was charged. Yeah, I'll give you that. And I just, I, I really would have liked some type of garnish. Okay. But in my margarita, it was uh, Espelon tequila, lime, plum, and Grand Marnier. Um, yeah, it was a good margarita. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Mm. And then this what did awesome. you have? I had a Primrose, which is High West Double Rye Whiskey. Uh, pimento dram, egg white, and what is that word? Orjit? Orjat? I think, uh, yeah, I think uh, Dana said orjat. Oh, okay. Well, from the from our Ricochet episode, she was the one that uh, brought that to my attention. Okay. So I had that. Yeah. Um, I don't know what made me order this because I'm not a whiskey person, but it sounded cool. I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I'm, gonna, I'm doing whiskey tonight. And I had a whiskey cocktail, and it was delicious. Yeah. I think they were good. Um, sometimes you get them, they're too strong, and you can't enjoy them, or they're too weak. This was perfect, I thought. Mm-hmm. The perfect mixture. Because it was, it was a pretty stiff drink, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Just but mine was a little bit smaller than I would have wanted. So much of the stuff in there balanced everything out, and it, just, it went down very, very easy. It was pretty. I liked the color of it a lot. The glass was cool. It had dust like little crystally stem it was really like antique looking the yeah, glass it was, exactly. very, it was very cool i really yeah. liked that yeah it fit into the whole theme of the decor and that so then we move on to apps and what did we get we got a dun 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 i lost the picture start the first one because i lost the description okay it was a salmon tartare Ooh, i found it it is a salmon tartare uh, with a horseradish creme. I don't know how to say that word. Crema. No, but there's creme a word. Creme fresh. Is that fresh? Is uh-huh. that like, okay. Mm-hmm. It's fresh. Well, a horseradish creme fresh. Yeah. And it was brought out in like this super pretty like disc shape with a nice thick layer of the creme on top and a couple, I believe, just like chives or scallions sprinkled on the top i believe it, it was pretty. chives yes. and a little pile of some crustini 
and it was ridiculously good. Yeah, it was beautifully molded into perfect disc shape, mm-hmm. like you said. Yeah, it was ridiculously good, stunningly beautiful, very, very, very beautiful. I felt like the presentation was better than the flavor of it. I did not get any horseradish. I did for sure flavor in that. Um, well, I think the creme fraiche is such a creamy, light, like neutralizing thing that it's going to take a lot of the abrasiveness of the horseradish down a lot. See, I think it's a perfect vehicle to accentuate it, though. Um, I thought the salmon was nice and fresh. Totally. Uh, maybe could have used a little squirt of citrus or something. Okay. Um, and the crostini was perfect to serve it on. Mm-hmm. And there was plenty of um, of the tartare to go with those crostinis. Yes. We maybe could have had a couple more of the crostini, oh, if anything. Oh, sure. Yeah, because we had a lot where we were eating it at the end. I also could have had a bucket of that tartare. And been <laughs> fine. It was so good. Uh, I, I, I think it was so beautiful. Um, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that coming to the table. Um, and then we decided to get a soup, and I thought salad, a side salad. I thought it was a soup and salad combo. Uh, we got the cauliflower. It was titled um, Cauliflower Soup Garnished with Local Apple Salad. Yes. And I guess I missed the garnished part. Okay. <laughs> so when yeah, it came out, like a, I was like, where's the salad? It's on top. <laughs> and it was really four or five pieces of apple slaw floating in this cauliflower soup okay i thought it was great it, it, it was fine i was just a little a little disappointed i guess i don't know i expected something different um as far as the soup goes i have a hard time calling it a soup it, it didn't have any texture there was no chunks of cauliflower in it it was even thinner than a puree you know, like split pea and ham soup. Mm-hmm. You do those peas, and then you use your immersion blender, and it's like a thick pea. F- mm-hmm. You know, yeah. that, I could see that too. But this was very thin, almost like they pureed it, and then they strained it. So all you got was the liquid out of it. Okay. So although the flavor was good, the consistency did not work for me. I thought the texture of the soup was great they really was super creamy and smooth and to turn i feel like turning cauliflower into something that smooth is probably pretty difficult i agree with you that it i i don't agree with you that it was creamy it was very much like cauliflower flavored liquid there was no tech there wasn't a bit of texture to it smooth is a texture yeah, but I, I, that's debatable, I think. I don't know. The flavor was good. I was just off-put by the texture of it. Okay. Yeah. Kind I of loved it. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was great. Um, I could have used a ton of cracked pepper on top because that's what I do. But other than that, I thought it was awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm sure you, I'm sure they would have gave that to you if you would have asked. Oh, no. If uh, In a place like this, the way it comes out, that's the way I want to eat it because that's the way they planned it to be. I don't know Maybe I would have enjoyed it more if it was served with oyster crackers or something to give it some texture. I don't know. I don't know. Um, then we move on to um, our entrees. Yes. 
And what did you have, Larry? I had salmon, which is... Dun, dun, dun. Uh, it's a seared Faroe Island salmon with uh, roasted kobacha. I might be saying that wrong. Squash, which is, uh, I'm guessing, just a type of squash. Uh, Brussels sprouts and a bure blanc. Um, Bear blanc. Ba- okay. Um, I am dumb and don't know most fancy words. So there's that. That's It's a very, <laughs> very French-inspired menu. Oh, sure. Yeah. Sure. Um, it was gorgeous. It, it, was, it was absolutely beautiful. gorgeous. The salmon, um, when I ordered it, she said the chef likes to do the salmon a medium rare, so you have a bit of like fleshiness on the inside. And I'm like, yeah, cool. It's, I'm very okay with that. The outside had a super, super solid crust, and it was super crispy, but the inside was really mellow. It was perfect. It was cooked perfect. It was it was very tasty, very good. Um, when I looked at it, I felt bad because it was a very small portion. It was compared to what I've received. Yeah, but uh, and I liked mine substantially more than I liked yours, so it's okay. Okay, so um, I ended up having the duck ragu. Yes, with orchetti pasta. And for those of you who have listened to us before, we learned what orichetti pasta was at the Chow Bella episode. Yes, remember it. Orichetti means small ears, and the right. pasta. I remember. Yeah. Okay, I remember yeah. that because I was like envisioning a bowl of little human ears, and I was like, "Oh, that's weird." <laughs> but the do the pasta does. It looks like it looks a, like ears. It looks like a small ears. And it's great for catching sauce mm-hmm. and any type of other enhancements to the pasta. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's perfect. Um, it was finished with sweet peas and mascarpone cheese. Um, I had a substantial portion. I and loved, there was a mountain of that cheese on there, and there was plenty of duck meat in there. Yes, which I don't. I I don't ordinarily order that, but I wanted something different, and I was very pleased with my entree good yeah substantial tasty had a rich flavor almost like maybe there was some type of wine in the sauce yes yeah something it was it was uh, better than any pasta you would make at home for sure yes so good um no complaints i loved the big we and we learned this at the chow bella too that the vessel that it was served in is called a pasta bowl. <laughs> and they, they were served in oversized pasta bowls, both of our uh, entrees. And it was very visually pleasing. Yes, I agree with you. Um, I guess your squash would be considered a side. And for me, my peas were incorporated in my pasta. Well, so My we, squash was, I believe, like pureed really smooth in layered on the plate with that what is that stuff called that was underneath i just read it yeah it was a brussels sprout and something slaw right maybe no i closed it i don't remember um but that stuff underneath the salmon filet was ridiculously good that was good yeah i didn't like the look of the squash on the plate though I I, i liked it yeah it was like shiny and I don't. I, it gave me a weird feeling when I saw that. <laughs> um, but 
Overall, the taste of your dish was as good as mine for sure. Oh, yeah. 100% agreed. It was incredible. So let's talk about what was, for me, the absolute best part of this experience. My entree was. Uh, I'm going to beg to differ with you. I'm not. Um, the desserts were fire, as you would say. Um, and we got <laughs> all of them. Well, they offered three this night, and we couldn't decide, so... Um, we decided we're going to order all three. And I... I pitched that as a joke. Well, I don't regret that decision at all. <laughs> it was a very hard choice to pick which one was our favorite. Um, and when we ordered all three, Amy goes, oh, boy, you guys are my type of people. <laughs> we're guys who eat. That's what we do. So the first thing we had was beignets with a triple berry compote. Yes. The compote was so, so good. Yes, and there was a whole mess of powdered sugar and fresh mint leaves and their house-made whipped cream. All three of these desserts made in-house, which is huge. Exactly. No one does that. No. Nobody does that. Well, Eska did. Um, True. But, yeah, this is a... God, I want to go to Eska again. Uh, I love it. Um, it was nice to see someone else do that, too. Yes. So, like I said, the first one was the beignets with the berry compote. And the berry compote, you could tell they made that in-house. It had a great spicy cinnamon mm -hmm. aspect to it, and the berries were whole, uh, almost like they were stewed in that. Mm -hmm. It was so good. It was very, very good. We had beignets on our last episode at yes. the Cajun Crab House. These were infinitely better. Yes, um, they were also gorgeous. They were beautiful. They were very And that house-made whipped cream, it's not what you think when you think of like house-made whipped cream, like someone taking like the canister with the CO2 cartridge and just like shaking up some powdered sugar and heavy whipping cream to have. They, it was like a real, actual house-made whipped cream, and it was fantastic. Yeah, very light, not overly sweet, complemented both the beignet and the compote perfectly. Yes. However, when we got finished eating all of our desserts, this one ranked third out of the three for us. <laughs> no, for you. It was my second. Oh, okay. <laughs> Changing up the, the conversation here. Um, you uh, went towards the bittersweet chocolate mousse. I did. It was just a little bowl with a big scoop of a dark chocolate mousse. And it was bitter and sweet. And it had a fresh mint leaf. And I just... Kept going. It, it was decadent, rich, um, one of the best chocolate mousses that I've had. Mm -hmm. Very good. Very good. I wanted to keep eating it. But my favorite was the lemon tart. It was good. Yes. Um, and they had an extra special touch with the candy lemon rind as a mm -hmm. garnish. It's very pretty and subtle. Yeah, it, it was really thin, uh, almost looked like gold threads, mm -hmm. and that had a mint leaf as well. The filling was the perfect lemon tartness and the sweetness, and the crust was um, light and delicate. It was so good. It was so good. All three desserts were most excellent. Yes, I agree. Yeah. I, I would not hesitate to go there for coffee and dessert anytime. Good. Yeah. I didn't get coffee there. You did not. You had another drink. You had the... I had those the two mixed. beers and that whiskey cocktail. Yeah. And everything was awesome. 
it was. So let's talk about another highlight for me. Okay. At, at uh, Maine and Lincoln. Presentation. Sure. We talk about presentation a lot on our podcast. This, everything that came out was presented beautifully. Yeah. Everything was. The perfect vessels to deliver their dishes in came to the table. Um, Everything was that white porcelain, you know, whether it was the oversized pasta bowls or the little uh, soup bowl, whatever we had, it elevated their food by not distracting from the food. I'll give you that. I agree. Um, I noted that they had real white linen napkins. Mm-hmm. Most excellent. Um, the, few, the food was beautiful coming out of the kitchen all night. Um, and I don't have any complaints whatsoever about the presentation. Yeah, me either. Yeah. None. They, they uh, excelled in that. I really don't have any complaints about much, honestly. <laughs> yeah, they excelled in, in this very much so for me. Let me move on to other notes. Um, I noted that they have an extensive three-page wine list. They have a long-ass wine list. So if you are a wine connoisseur, mm-hmm. I would suggest that you go to Maine and Lincoln and mm-hmm. try out uh, an old favorite wine or something new. Uh, I'm sure they are going to have something to wet your palate. If you are a wine person, you will be psyched on this list, for uh, sure. Yeah, the cocktail offerings were just as pleasant. Yeah, the the cocktail list, like their specialty seasonal cocktails, the list was not horribly long, but the drinks were very thought out yeah. and planned, and I would have loved to try all of them. Yeah. And the other thing I noted was that, that the kitchen was open and could be viewed. We already talked about that. Um Totally, totally wonderful dining experience Mm -hmm. Um, right on the main path of Lincoln Way in downtown Valpo. I sometimes feel like when you think about all the other places in Valpo that are to a similar caliber of this place, I feel like it might be overlooked sometimes by people. Uh, And that's a shame because it shouldn't be. Well, the one thing that I, I... I kind of struggled with is they they're touting themselves as a family restaurant and I would not I would not consider it a family restaurant. I wouldn't take my kids there when okay. they were little, but I, maybe that scares some people away when you're looking for fine dining. I don't know. I don't know. Um but yeah, duh, don't skim over this place because it's awesome. Uh, Well, I kind of tend to agree with you on that aspect as well. So this is the point of the show where we take a little break. We use the bathroom. We uh, reassess our notes. And when we come back, we will evaluate Maine and Lincoln in Valparaiso, Indiana. All right. Catch you on the flip side. All right. We're back. We're back, Larry. What's up? Um, not too much. Cool. How about you? I peed and I chugged a cold brew, so that means I'm probably going to pee again shortly. So I was thinking, this would be, wouldn't this be awesome to set up a room like this? Like, if you had a two-bedroom apartment and made one of these a podcast room like this? 
Yes. It would be awesome. I would love to have a room that's just solely a studio <laughs> rather than having a, a bedroom that's also a studio. Yeah. Yeah. And I want I want it decorated exactly like this. Um, well, well, uh, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I like the colorings. I like the lighting. I like this big podcast table. I like the table. Um, and that. That wood with the the this is a wood the <laughs> the barn it's almost <laughs> like barn wood and I could just see our banner hanging in the, hanging right in the middle. Great, yeah, with all kinds of guests coming in. Yes, nice. Okay, so we are back and we are going to <laughs> score our friends at Maine and Lincoln yes. in Valparaiso, Indiana. Um, I first was turned on to Maine and Lincoln by. Eric, we talk about Eric pretty regularly. Well, I talk about Eric pretty regularly. Um, that's how I knew about this place. Um, uh, Eric also tends to not be horribly positive about any food in general, ever. And to be fair, he doesn't really take credit for his food either. Um, He's not pompous at all about you, his food. If you get him drunk and you, talk, and you get him talking about his pizza, he is a little bit. Also, though, a real side quick tangent thing. Monday nights at Northside Tap in Valpo, Eric has his Detroit-style pizza, and it is something. It is ridiculously good. So if you go there on a Monday night, eat the pizza. It's fantastic. I know Monday night's like their punk rock and metal night, so if that's not your thing... Doesn't matter. Go for the pizza. I'm pretty sure you can order it and take it out too. You can, yeah. but if you if you've seen the the flyer for the 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 Monday night punk rock and metal night, I did that. If you were wondering, anyway, there's that. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so our first uh, category that we score in is ambiance, setting, and mood. I like the whole vibe of the place. Uh, I do like the brick walls, and I like the old time, um, and almost antiquey feeling of the place. It it kind of reminded me a lot of Embers. Okay, you know, with how yeah, yeah, how they renovated of. that old building, especially on the other side, the banquet hall part. Okay, yeah, I kind of that got, part. Yes, yeah, I, I really got that kind of feel out of the place, like the venue side. I'll give you that for sure. It was nice and open. I like the spacing of the tables. Uh, it seems like so many downtown Balpo, especially restaurants, are long and narrow, and mm-hmm. the tables are on top of each other. Nice and wide. This place is nice and wide. Um, they had some high-top tables along the, the west wall. Um, the, the tables that we sat at on the main dining area wonderfully spaced apart you didn't feel like you were in your neighbor's lap true the only thing i'm going to count them down for is i was uncomfortably cold the whole night and i was wearing a shirt and a hoodie so it's not like i went in with a t-shirt or something but i was freezing the whole night so i'm going to give them a four and a half for ambiance setting a mood it would have been a five but i just couldn't get past how cold it was in there i get that um I wasn't cold. You also tend to run cold, I think. You're usually cold almost everywhere. Um, I'm going five. 
It's perfect. I love exposed brick. I love that ornate ceiling tile. Um, it was just like a modern, good level of class to it, but not like a threatening level of class where you feel weird being there. Like if you're like underdressed or something. Like I was wearing like camo pants and a shirt, like a t-shirt, I think, and I felt fine. And like a beanie. Yeah. I looked like a regular dude. But um, yeah, five though. Uh, the interior was perfect. There wasn't a stitch of reclaimed wood or galvanized metal anywhere, so I was very psyched about that. But yeah, that's it. Yeah, it was definitely like wrought iron piping, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it was nice. It's just, yeah, it's very appropriate. I really like it. So then we move on to value. Um, The menu is expensive, for sure. But I'm not saying it's not worth it by any means because the food is incredibly good. The ingredients they're using are of a super high quality. So for, ah, oh, let me think about that. For value, I'm going to also, I'm going to go with five for value. Okay. Even though the, the prices are high, it's well, well, well worth it. I, I gave them a four on value. Um, I was... Um, taken aback by the pricing of the drinks. Sure. And then to see the size of the drink that came out, the value value for there was diminished for me. It was a very good drink. Could have used some garnish on either one of ours, I thought. Um, and for the for the food value, it's there for the person who appreciates good food. Yes. Your average diner who's just looking for a place to eat and go in there, they might be taken aback. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, I get so that. that's why I went with a four okay. on value. Um, I generally, when I'm giving a score, I'm not doing it from the mindset of an average diner, but I get where you're coming from. Well, you know, we tout in our in our uh, description of our podcast that we're two ordinary guys, so I think it's important to reflect on on the ordinary too so that's why i try to look at it that way as well even though i do appreciate higher end foods and venues like this so okay fair yeah um so then our next category is service this is where i am really uh torn because for me service is always the person who's waiting your table and also the back of the house so for our server I give a five. Okay. Most excellent. Uh, great at suggesting things. Uh, just all around a good server, attentive, constantly taking the dirty plates. Uh, oh, yeah. Having occasional small talk with us. It was great. Now, the back of house part, I want to give a three. Um, the food was very slow coming out, very slow, and the drinks were almost slower than that, which I can't. The drinks were slow coming out. I, I can't quite understand that. So when I averaged a two, I'm going for a four on service for Maine and Lincoln. Okay. Um, I'm going to go five. Just um, Our server at our table was fantastic. She did everything perfect. Um. The, the drinks were a little slow. I get that. 
there also was a, I think, an engagement party or something going on in the room next door. So I think they just might have had a lot going on. So I do want to take that into consideration. But overall, the service was fantastic. It was perfect. Our server was really, really great. And she was cool. So yeah. I'll go five. Our two. server was good, but the desserts taking so long. She came out and explained what had happened, and uh, she was good at uh, a good ambassador totally. of, the, of the back of house for sure. So props to her for that. And then we move on to presentation. Okay, presentation is a five for me. Yep, everything was perfect. Everything was beautiful. Note our pictures on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, those were posted last night. Uh, getting a lot of likes. Are the, they? These pictures are yes. I love when you post pictures. We get a lot of traffic on our socials. I so. um forgot to post the the crab house pictures, <laughs> which um like once the episode went went up, it hit me. I'm like, oh, I didn't post them, and then I went back and looked, and I'm like, well, whatever. <laughs> I mean, like it's a it was a picture of a pile of oily, garlicky red seafood. So. You know I, what it looks like. Yeah, it looks I, fine. I do want to address something really quick here because I got a message from someone on Facebook that said, what is the soup? Early on in our podcast, we had a lot of people uh, writing in and saying, what are the pictures of? You know, could you describe them? Yeah. So my props to you. Um, I don't know how long it's been, um, maybe 10 episodes or so where you have put the description of what the picture is oh, in the lower left-hand corner of the picture. I started doing that at, oh, what, that place in Valpo by the Abbey. Oh, Tommy, Tommy Bees. Um, I was, we were there, and the pictures were good. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try something. Yeah. And I tried it, and I put on, in the first post, that was the first post with them, and a good amount of people were commenting, commenting like, wow, that was a solid touch. That's cool. Yeah, and I get I mean, that a lot too. It's a little more time consuming, but I've got a system down for it now where I kind of do it on the fly at this point. Um, Like with those, that post was up while we were still at the table. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's pretty simple. Yeah. It works. It's Hats off to like you it. for Thank that. You. It's been a good uh, elevation of our photos. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has our logo on the other corner. It makes it look very official. Yeah. And just a reminder for uh, those of you who are new to the show, Larry is in charge of Instagram. Yeah. So if you message through Instagram, he's usually the one that's replying to you. And I am the one who takes care of Facebook. And if you get a reply through Facebook, it's usually me. So, it's always you. Yeah. Well, if you want to talk to someone, one of us specifically, Instagram for Larry, Greg for Facebook. Uh, and, uh, and if you send something to our email, probably going to be you. I, well, I think we're 50-50 on that. Uh, uh, I, I tried to show you. I, well, I see him. I have the Gmail yeah. on my phone, yeah. but uh, I don't respond to him much. You usually do. Yeah. Shout out to our friend Tiffany from The Peak, who invited us out for New Year's Eve. Oh, yeah. And uh, sent us an email through our website. So, Happy New Year to you and your husband and all the people out at the peak. Enjoy all the hats I give you every time I see you. <laughs> I gave that guy a Tasty 209 hat 
every time we're there because I'm wearing it. He goes, oh, I like that hat, man. And I'm like, I'm at the peak. So I'm like a bunch of like shots of something deep and I'm all loose and stupid. I'm like, yeah, here, fuck it, man. Here you go. You can have it every time. And the second time I gave him a hat, he goes, you know, I've never even listened to your show. And I'm like, give me my hat back, man. Yeah. And the funny part of that was on the way down to Madeiraville, you're like, I'm not giving up this hat this time. And literally five minutes into the show, you gave him your hat. I did. And you know how many Tasty 209 hats I have now? I don't have one. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> um, so did you give your presentation score? Yeah, five. A five. Okay. So then we move on to the biggie. And this uh, category is out of 10 because we um, give it double the value. Yes. Uh, it's quality and taste. And I will go first. Okay. I'm going to give um, Maine and Lincoln an eight on quality and taste. All right. Uh, my entree was delicious. It was perfect. It was satisfying. It was rich, decadent, all in one. Um, I was, and the desserts were top notch. Uh, I, like I said, I would go back for dessert and coffee there anytime. Um, the soup was lacking for me. It had good flavor. Just the, um, consistency of it was, um, different for me. And uh, our appetizer, although beautiful, uh, I feel like it could have been notched up with a little more horseradish in the creme fraiche or maybe some citrus yeah. splash in the salmon. So I give them an eight. Okay, okay. Well, um, I've given fives consistently, and I'm giving a ten here because it was one of the best meals I've had in months. Um. I looked and looked and looked for something that I didn't like. I, I just I couldn't find it. I love the food. I love the atmosphere. I love the vibe. I loved the service we had. It's 10. It's per, they're getting perfect. And I'm also going to give them two bonus points for making all of their desserts in-house, which um, in the end, that gives me a grand total of 32. And when I divide that by six, it's a 5.3. Wow. Which is a, a beyond a perfect score. Yeah, it might be the highest one you've given. Um, I total up my points and I get 25 and a half out of 30. And when I divide by six, I give Maine and Lincoln a 4.25. Okay. Uh, excellent place to go. Yes. Um, especially if you're a wine connoisseur. I remember. Uh, if you appreciate desserts. Yes. Those are highlights for me. Uh, presentation, if you're an artsy person with your food and you like it to look good and beautiful, this is your place. I remember yesterday after we left there saying, like, you know, I think this place might be in my top five favorite restaurants in Northwest Indiana. Um, It might be in my top three favorite restaurants in Northwest Indiana. It's incredible. It's very, very good. If you've never been there, you need to go there. If you have been there, you need to go back. It's great. I'm a big, big, big fan of that place. Always will be. But yeah, that's all I got. Well, that's good. Yeah. So, again, from us at Tasty 219, Happy New Year 2023. Jesus Christ, that's such a high number. <laughs> We've had a most excellent uh, 2022 with you all. Thank you for uh, riding on our train. Um, yeah, we hope to take you to new and exciting destinations in 2023. Check out our merch store. 
Yeah. Uh, we thank Steam Whistle for allowing us to record in their yeah. conference room today. Just was something fun mm. to do. Like, we're hanging out like, hey, do you want to do it there? Hit them up, see if we can. And we're just here chilling, mm-hmm. drinking coffee and talking about food. Yeah, they were most gracious in letting us come and use the space. And we appreciate that so much. And as as we have all the friends we've made along the way in this journey with you, mm-hmm. um, I still can't believe where we're at. Um, at steam whistle mm. <laughs> uh, with, with the podcast uh, I can still remember you asking me to do a podcast with you and I'm like that's really not up my alley but I am enjoying the dickens out of it and the just, dickens. Uh, just Sick. thoroughly enjoyed all the people we've met and it is a lot of fun to do um this is I guess I can say this this is my favorite show that I do I do 200 other shows, um, and this is my favorite one for sure. I actually just started another one even, <laughs> um, but yeah. Yeah, so mm-hmm. hats off to you for all the behind-the-scenes stuff you do. and um, I've got a system down now where it's a lot less of a headache, and it's, it's pretty easy now. Um, I like doing it, though. Yeah. It's fun. So we've upgraded our equipment quite a bit, uh, getting used to it. Yep. Um, yeah, so. A lot going on. Thank you so much for listening to us, and we hope you have a great new year. All right, y'all. Take it easy.